Hello and welcome to this Gateway House podcast. I'm Ashna Contractor and with me today in the studio is Ambassador Neelam Deo, Director at Gateway House. Um, Neelam, yesterday the Democratic Party had their first presidential debate uh, held in Las Vegas. This comes nearly two months after the Republican debate and the candidates were Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Lincoln Chafee, Martin O'Malley and Jim Webb. So um, we did a podcast about the Republican debate uh, after that took place as well. So my first question to you is, how do you think this debate compared to the Republican debates that have happened? Uh, Well, the first obvious difference, of course, was the sheer numbers. Uh, There were more than 15 candidates on the Republican side, so that they had to be, that debate had to be carried on into separate stages. Here you have five candidates, um, and even of these five, really only two, are serious candidates. Um, Therefore, they were able to discuss issues substantively rather than just attacking each other as the Republicans did or attacking the Republicans who had spent their debate attacking the Democratic president or the Democratic uh, lead in this debate, which is Hillary Clinton. So this debate was more substantive. Uh, It was about the issues, not personalities. And it was important uh, to note that all the Democrats were respectful of President Obama's uh, policies, including his foreign policy, uh, whereas in the Republicans had spent all their time railing against the establishment and trying to project themselves as outsiders uh, and as if uh, any administrative experience was to be discounted. Okay, so getting into the issues that they were that the candidates talked about on the domestic front, uh, they spoke about gun t- control, affirmative action, even immigration reform, income inequality, all those issues. So, how do you think the candidates fared on those topics? Um, I think that uh, there was uh, broad agreement on most of the issues. Uh, obviously, there were differences in the nuances. One of the most surprising was that of these five candidates. It was Bernie Sanders who had been the most supportive in his votes on gun ownership. He tried to explain it as a fact that concerns the rural America, like the state of Vermont from which he comes, whereas all of the others expressed a real revulsion at the kind of killings, especially of students, young people, that takes place uh, frequently in the United States. On issues such as affirmative action, um, everybody came out uh, quite passionate in terms of clarifying that, of course, Black Lives Matter, which is the hashtag for a whole uh, campaign. And uh, they uh, did say that uh, affirmative action should be available for the uh, African-American community, considering its history in America, which includes slavery. Uh, there were less uh, less agreement on whether this kind of affirmative action should be made available for any other racial groups. Uh, but oddly enough, there was no reference to uh, Native Americans who uh, were even worse uh, off uh, as compared to African Americans and who had been practically decimated even in numbers and certainly their cultures have been more or less uh, destroyed. We also had some discussion on uh, immigration uh, and many of the Democrat, most of the Democratic uh, candidates 
uh, recalled that they were themselves immigrants, as is everybody in America, except uh, the Native Americans who are not a feature in their political discourse, and were in fact supportive of a path to citizenship. This is, of course, a pitch for the Hispanic vote, uh, but also a serious and sympathetic position on a major issue in a country which is supposed to have approximately 11 million undocumented aliens. Again, very different from the kind of hostile positioning that the Republican candidates take. So moving on to the foreign <coughs> policy part of the discussion, uh, they spoke about the Syrian refugee crisis, uh, Russia. So what were some of, some of your takeaways on, on the foreign policy discussion that the candidates had? Um, I think it was noticeable that uh, they uh, praised the cautious, measured position that, that America has taken under President Obama. Uh, none of them wanted to commit to troops on the ground, uh, but they did want more uh, intervention. Uh, but this intervention is always projected as something that somebody else will do. The, regional countries, the Arabs, uh, the Europeans, uh, but uh, not themselves, even though, as it happens, it is the United States of America which is leading the bombing in Syria, which is supposedly a campaign against ISIS, the uh, Islamic State, uh, but in fact, of course, is happening in the one-third of Syria that is controlled by uh, ISIS. Uh, a lot of hostility uh, was expressed against uh, Russia and personally against uh, President uh, Putin. No very constructive postures uh, on the uh, problem in Ukraine, which of course is what concerns the European countries the most, uh, and no effort to uh, acknowledge or accommodate any interests that uh, Russia may feel it has either in the Ukraine or in the Middle East. And um, so also the US presidential elections are something that every country has their eyes on to a certain extent. So from the Indian point of view, what do you think were some of the foreign policy discussions that um, were of concern to us or of particular in interest to us? Um, I think the whole discussion on the Middle East, Islamic State, fundamentalism, terrorism, these are issues of great concern to us. India has major interests in the Middle East, so whether it's energy security, whether it is the security of the 7 million expat Indians who work there, the funds that they send home, uh, and uh, of course our uh, religious and, uh, and historic uh, relations with uh, countries of the region. Uh, as well as the sensitivities of our own uh, Muslim population. Um, there was no, uh, there was no uh, actual addressing the issue of how to deal with Islamic uh, or with jihadism. And uh, it was unfortunate that there was no real discussion of Afghanistan, which of course is on the doorstep uh, of India. The uh, discussion of Russia was fairly hostile, as we already uh, noted. But interesting that only s uh, former uh, Senator Jim Webb actually referred to China as the long-term threat to the United States. Um, the one other issue which was referred to, but really only in the domestic American uh, context, which is of great interest to India as well, was the recently concluded uh, TPP, the trade agreement. Um, they, uh, they all uh, 
said that they didn't actually support the agreement and it's a fact that in the Congress uh, the Democrats don't support it whereas many Republicans do uh, and uh, they uh, especially Senator Clinton who of course had been the real cheerleader for this agreement when she was the Secretary of State uh, tried to walk back from it because she said that there were features in it uh, which uh, would not uh, satisfy the poorest of Americans. But from our point of view, of course, a major uh, trade agreement which encompasses most of the Asian countries but doesn't include India is a matter of interest. Okay, and as you mentioned in the beginning, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are really the front runners uh, of this of the party right now. So, what do you think of their performance? Do you think anything's going to change in terms of their standing? Um, I'd say they were pretty even, uh, though a lot of it, there was a sense that uh, Mrs. Clinton was very much on top of the debate, in control of the issues, uh, formu how they were formulated. Uh, she was definitely more fluent when they were discussing foreign policy. But Bernie Sanders was much more passionate on the domestic uh, issue. And we need to note that he's the one who set the terms of this debate on domestic issues by constantly referring to the inequality, to the fact that legislation and Congress particularly responds to big money. He's the only candidate that doesn't have a super PAC. He talked about campaign uh, finance reform. Uh, the others didn't. But there was talk of the reform of the taxation system, which also favors uh, uh, billionaires, as they put it. So I would say that he set the tone on for the issues and all of them spoke about inequality, but she certainly was ahead uh, in terms of the foreign policy uh, discussion. So how do you think some of the Republican candidates were viewing this debate? I would say that, you know, Donald Trump was like Banco's ghost. He wasn't there, but everybody was looking at him over their shoulder. And uh, there were some references to uh, the Republicans, to the fact that Hillary Clinton projected herself as the one candidate who can be elected against a Republican uh, challenger of the Donald Trump uh, sort. So I, I think the Republicans were will have noticed that inequality is their big issue and uh, taxation, campaign finance reform, uh, that they, uh, the whole system, as the Democrats say, is gamed against the middle classes and the poor. Uh, and I think that the Republicans will also sharpen their positions uh, on this. And finally, who do you think stood out as the winner from the debate? I'd say that uh, Hillary Clinton will probably stay ahead in the polls, especially those polls taken from Democratic uh, uh, voters. Overall, she may still be ahead in terms of who is likely to win against a Republican. But uh, I think it's really important to remember that she has picked up the language uh, and the framing of issues from Bernie Sanders. So because inequality has become a global concern, uh, we may just uh, be surprised at the kind of support that he is able to generate. Thank you, Neelam, for those insights. Uh, we will be following the US presidential elections closely over the next couple of months. You can tune in to hear more podcasts. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. And leave your co comments below, and we'll be happy to respond to them. Thank you.